I'm Bran, and I love Peacock Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Peacock Christmas movies. I'm Alonzo, and I thought we were pronouncing it Peacock, and this <laughs> is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Deck the Hallmark, Hallmark. Hallmark. it's this podcast. Hope you like this jolly podcast. Wow. Hello, everybody. How are we? How are we? Man, doing great. I think so. I think we're doing great. It's a Monday. Yep. Here in the studio. Man, very exciting. And I just found out, uh, we were talking about this. You know, I'm going to London later this month. London? Yeah. London, London I'm going to fly back. Just for the Monday episodes. I know you are. I'm flying back to make sure I'm here for the Monday episodes. And i that's how much this means to me. Yep. Is my family, it's our first time ever in Europe, and I'm like, you know what, guys? I need I need to be live in studio. <laughs> Let's put a pin in this. That's right. Real quick. Monday morning, I'll be with the time changes like I won't even be gone. Yep. It's just going to be so quick. Easy. But I'll be here. You will be England Dan without John Ford Coley. I don't know what that oh, is. And yeah. no one's going to get that reference yeah. who is under the age of 50. You're welcome. England Dan without John <laughs> Ford Listen, Coley. You know, Alonzo, you, you're speaking my love if, language. If, if, you know me. You know me. Brand doesn't mention John Ford Coley. I'm like, what is going on no, here? They call me the Coley. Uh, look, I'm here for the Yacht Rock quips. You know, I don't yeah, know what you want. Sure are. Sailing. You're here to shred. I know that about <laughs> Also you. that. Also I that. know that about you. Uh, it's March. Uh, congratulations to everybody. We've uh, we've made it officially yeah. Yeah. to March. It's madness. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's Christmas. It's March fourth. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Sure. Why not? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Monday. March the fourth. Be with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, um, Alonzo. Any um, f- fun Christmas related things that you've heard are in production or might be coming out this later this year that you are especially excited about uh yeah there's a couple things that have already been sort of bobbing around uh there's a, a comedy called naughty with olivia munn that apparently like was the object of a bidding war that's like you know people are very excited about Can you say naughty uh, one more time naughty <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, speaking of Richard Curtis, who we're going to be talking about today, he's got something called That Christmas, I believe, that's coming on Netflix. Um, the long-awaited um, Red uh, Red One, is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, Red the, One the, with the Rock. Red One with the Rock and with uh, uh, one of the Chris's, I want to say. Yeah. Um, very, and, and J. J. K. Simmons as Santa. That, that could be really cool. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, we're uh, over on Hallmark. We already know we're getting Aaron Krako and Daniel Lissing. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, come on. Come That's on. exciting. Yeah. Big show. That was a great rundown, Alonzo. I'm, like, I, I, I'm as excited as I am to continue going through the 2023 <laughs> crop. It feels feels wrong not to be even more excited about what's coming out this year. There's yeah. so much coming out. It's yeah. very exciting. It's very exciting. But we, of course, can't get to those things without talking about Genie first. <laughs> it's time to talk about Genie. Man, that's never a good sign. Christmas stands out there. <laughs> if Brand says any movie title like that, it's oh, not a good no. sign for mm, him. Yeah. Let Genie first. Let's talk about Genie. Uh, originally aired, uh, dropped, as the kids say, November 22nd, 2023, on the Pacock. And it went Pacock. a little something like this. Uh, we meet 
Bernard, uh, not the elf from Santa Claus. He's his own man. He's a hardworking fellow at an auction house. He works so hard, in fact, that he misses his daughter's birthday because he had to stay late uh, at work that evening. And when he finally shows up, his daughter is away, uh, is asleep. And he doesn't even have a gift for her because the stuffed bear that he had fell off the scooter on the way home. And that's not even what she would have wanted if she was awake. She wants a dollhouse. You would know that if you were ever around. And this is the last straw. His wife takes his daughter and they leave immediately. The next day, he asks his boss for some more time off during the holiday season so he can try to work on his family his boss tells them you can take all the time that you need to in fact never come back oh so he gets him. he gets fired and uh that's sad um so uh he's he's having a tough time he's sad and he gets to his empty house and is looking at this antique box that he had given his daughter as a christmas as a birthday gift because yeah. that's all he had and uh he knows it's a bit dusty, so he dusts it off with his shirt sleeve. He rubs it the right way. He rubs it the right way. And you suddenly, uh, this blue light begins to gush out of the box. Oh, it's a genie in a bottle, baby. Out of the bottle now. Also, I just acted the heck out of that. Philo.tv slash DTH. If you want to see that, I thought that was really good. And your magic shirt, too. I know. It's magic. I got the magic. thing you do is a theme. I got the magic in me. And so that happens. And suddenly, a woman comes from around the corner. And she's like, I'm a genie. My name is Flora. And he's like, come come again now. And she's like, you make wishes. I make them come true. He's not believing her, so he mockingly wishes for a camel. And uh, what do you know? A camel appears. And day? That's exactly right. A uh, camel does. <laughs> what day it is. What day is it? Hump day. There you go. Hump day. <laughs> Movie night. Uh, appears in the uh, apartment. We find out that real genies offer unlimited wishes, wow. unlike the fairy tale stuff of three wishes. Oh, yeah. What are stupid. Although that does come into play later. Um, after coming to terms with the fact that he now has access to an unlimited well of wishes thanks to this genie, he realizes that he wants to use Florida to fix his marriage and get his family back. But when they do show up at, uh, at outside of uh, his mother-in-law's house... His wife is like, I don't think you should be here. I don't think you should be here. Get out of here. And I don't know what this woman is here with the jewels and whatnot, but you need to scram. I don't want to be around here. So Bernie decides, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to treat myself. So <laughs> him and Flora walk around New York city, uh, having a good time. He's showing her all of the amazing things that have happened. Cause she hasn't been out of her antique box for 2000 years. So a lot has happened. Pizza, lights the whole thing and uh she doesn't even know about santa claus and when they uh see a santa uh on the streets and the kids are making their wishes to santa uh they make all those wishes begin to come true and that's magical and wonderful and so yay for them he meets up with his family and um they have some time together drinking hot chocolate and whatnot and he finds out that they're going to go to a movie with another dude and his daughter he is not thrilled by this and to make matters worse um 
What? What what? I'm hanging on every word. <laughs> oh, that family. Got it. His family, they leave, but then his extended family shows up at his apartment. Yes. Uh, I said that his family left, and then I immediately read his family shows up, and I'm like, what? Um, so uh, his parents and uh, 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 all sorts of different people, they show up, and uh, obviously has Flora whip up a bunch of food, and then uh, says, hey, here's the thing, Flora's a genie, I don't know what to tell you. And they do this funny like wishing scene where they wish for things, like somebody wishes one of them would go to hell. And that's Classic. a big, big funny haha moment. So they leave, and uh, he decides, okay, I need to make some changes, maybe to the apartment. Maybe that would make things more appealing for my wife, and maybe she would come back. And so, um, you know, some changes here and there, starting, of course, with the messy jersey that he has framed in the living room. So he asks, he says, I wish that this was the Mona Lisa. And apparently that swapped the real Mona Lisa with the Messi jersey. So the Messi jersey is now hanging where the Mona Lisa was. And uh, where would that be, Bram? The Louvre. The Louvre. Uh, so the uh, the family comes to the apartment, and it's a great night. Uh, but after they leave, one of the room catches on fire. Flora isn't there to help, though, because she's at the theaters watching another Tom Cruise movie. The fire department shows up, and they recognize the Mona Lisa, uh, which they now know is missing. And they're like, this looks like the real thing. So they call the cops. He gets arrested. Flora shows up. She gets arrested, too. But don't worry. He just kind of yells out a wish that they'd all get released. It would all go back to normal. And it happens. The painting is once again swapped with the jersey and they are uh, released. So that's the end of that. Just in time, too, because he's supposed to spend Christmas Eve with his daughter, which they do. Um, Bernard now decides, after realizing that Flora just wants to live life, decides, I want, I'm going to give Flora a Christmas gift. And that gift is for... Aladdin to wish the genie free. That's exactly yes. right. So I'm going to yes. wish that you don't have to go back into this box. Um, then she, Jafar gets a hold of the genie, <laughs> and it's a mess. She but. is so happy, and she says, if ever this were to happen, we all know the rules here, but you get three more wishes. <laughs> and so he... Um, then accidentally makes her disappear before he can say goodbye. He wishes to go back in time, which was a thing that he was told he couldn't do, but then was told that he can actually do. So he goes back to the beginning of the movie and uh, tells, uh, quits his job, doesn't have to stay late, gets his daughter to the dollhouse, uh, takes him to a wonderful dinner, and honestly, it works out perfectly for them. They have a wonderful Christmas together. Fast forward three months, they're still happily married, and he goes to a pizza place, and guess who is running that pizza joint? It's Flora. And that, my friends, was Genie. We did it. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Are you okay? Bye, everybody. We're going to break. Monday. Take Take the the homework. Hi, everybody. everybody. It's great to be here. We're talking Genie. Genie. 2023 Peacock joint. Melissa McCarthy. Um, Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. Who wrote it? Correct. Didn't direct it, but wrote it, right? Correct. Yeah. 
Let's uh, let's things. talk about it. It was a, this was a movie that I heard some murmurings of during the holiday season, but I didn't get to. It's a to. remake as well. It's a remake of the, what was it, 1991, I believe, uh, BBC joint. Okay. Uh, let's break the Peacock version down, though. Alonzo, what do you think of Genie? I'm not mad at this movie. It's cute. It's got some good laughs. It is, you know, family appropriate. And, and there's some, some fun ideas here. I just have an ongoing annoyance with the let's punish the parents who work too hard scenario yeah. because, frankly, we are all mired in late-stage capitalism. And everyone is being overworked uh, to try and keep food on the table or, in this case, to keep a beautiful and huge Manhattan apartment. Yes. Um, and so the whole thing of, like, let's punish dad for spending too long at the office and not enough time with his family, it's just – it just is that kind of thing that, that that to me smacks of like clueless movie executive or successful writer director who does not have to think about these things and who either is spending time at the office willingly and like makes these movies to make it up to their own kids or is well recompensed enough that they're able to like take time off and do things and stuff. So this movie treats the notion of like too much work, no work at all with a very kind of cavalier attitude that, that just bugs me because I know a lot of loving parents out there. And if they're spending a lot of time at work, it's because they would like their children to eat. Um, so that just always bugs me in these movies and it bugged me here, but, uh, for the most part, a lot of fun and certainly one of the better non R rated Melissa McCarthy projects. Well, I, I, I'm not doing my hot take yet. I just wanted to, to piggy piggyback on that. They treat this guy's job like it's a choice. Like he, he just, he doesn't have to do this. Yeah. He, he's just chosen this over his family. And then when he decides he's quitting his job, everything stays the same. Their status yeah. stays the same. Their apartment stays the same. And yeah. that is, that is to your point, Alonzo, becoming more and more glaringly weird. The, yeah. the, you know, the, the further we go along here. And so, and it was, also, it also ties into the arc. You've got unlimited wishes, then get a lot of money yeah. so that you don't have to work bingo. and you can spend all your time with your kid, bingo, you bingo. know, like easy. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I found myself, uh, being charmed by the movie to begin with and I was enjoying it. Uh, and I found the Christmas of New York city, of course, to be wonderful uh, until we get to the Mona Lisa of it all. <laughs> and then I was really annoyed. I was annoyed that it happened and it, 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 it could not matter less uh, to <laughs> what happens in this movie. And it is a full, let's take a really weird exit to this town of Mona Lisa switches, switch them ups. And uh, let's hang out there for a while and kind of see what we can see. And then we'll leave and we'll never talk about it again. And <laughs> that'll be that. And after that, we then have this realization of Melissa, uh, Melissa's Gina, Jeannie being set free Gina? and her, her dropping a bombshell here of, well, now that I get to be free, you can get three more wishes. And we all know that. Travel back in time. And, and you can, you time can travel. travel back in time. <laughs> and that, that was the final straw for this one with me. I just was frustrated because I, 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 I just felt like we have 
so much at our disposal when it comes to a genie with unlimited wishes and a father who's trying to get his family back. And this was the best that we had. We had all this and this was the, the best story we could come up with. I just didn't none of it. It just didn't fit for me. I, uh, I, I liked the idea of it a lot and I liked the Christmas of it all, which by the way, I really liked the apartment when it was decorated for Christmas before the genie made it all, whatever, <laughs> like the original decorations were way better, but that's neither here or there. So yeah, I was just kind of frustrated because I felt like we had the makings of something really great and then it just said, well, let's just not explore the best possible case. Let's do this really maybe funny Mona Lisa switch them up bit and then also give you two things that you have had no idea about when I first yes. came into your life. Yeah. And so uh, I was frustrated. And I don't know how much of that is true to the original genie. Um, I, I, we did some, uh, Aaron did some research and found out that the Mona Lisa bit is in the original. And so, you know, if you're making a remake, you can, uh, like how much of it can you really change and still call it the, the genie? Uh, so I get that. But yeah, I found myself being frustrated because the first half of this movie I found to be quite charming and uh, uh, really enjoyed. But uh, what can you do? Dano? Uh, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, I think, is, is what, I, what I would say. Richard Curtis wrote this movie, whom I think does some really fun stuff about time. I really love that movie. He wrote and directed that. Um, the people involved, the actors involved. A little film called Love Actually, you might have heard yeah, of. Yeah, Love Actually, Four Weddings and a Funeral, among others. I think about time's his best work, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, I didn't like the Beatles one. What was that called? Hello? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. that's what I it was called. I liked yesterday. Uh, yeah, good for you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my problem is is that exactly kind of what you said, Bran. You have everything here. You have unlimited wishes. You have everything here for a movie that plays out the way you want it to play out. And instead, they do everything except for the thing. They just they make it up as they go along, which drives me crazy. We have another podcast called The Decom Descendants, where you and Aaron Shea and myself uh, review all the Disney Channel original movies. It's a great pod. You should check it out. We review one. It's not out yet, but one of my big complaints with that movie was this I don't care if the plot is crazy. I want the rules that you've given me to make some sort of sense. And this movie is the, like, commits that cardinal sin. Like, it's unlimited wishes. You can't time travel. You can't time travel. Now you have three wishes. Like, it it doesn't... Look, I'm not asking for a serious movie. I'm asking for you to create the parameters for us to have fun and for them to, there to be stakes. Yeah. Th that's all I'm asking for. And, and they don't do that. And then... That part of it was really tough. And then they get sidetracked with what I can only describe as 15 minutes of WTF, the Mona Lisa. I, I don't like it. It is so crazy that we spend as much time. I mean, Luis Guzman shows up like as a detective. Like it, it is like a Mad Lib. Um, and so there are some funny moments when he has his family over there. There's some laughs to be had. But by and large, tonally, the movie's all over the place. They don't commit to any set of rules. And so that because there's no rules and anything can happen and there's no stakes, I don't I wasn't really moved to any emotion at the end of it. So, yeah, considering everyone involved with it, really disappointing effort here. Uh, I, just not for me. Also, early on in the movie, I was looking down on my computer taking notes and. 
Melissa started talking and I heard a bit of Aquafina and then I just kept thinking I wish Aquafina was in this movie. So that <laughs> that happened for me. And that's just a me thing. Um, and if get, you'd had a genie, she would have been. Absolutely. I would have wished it. I would have wished Easy. it. Uh, it's time for all the feels when we talk about what uh, gave us those feels in this movie. Uh, a Christmas movie takes place in New York. I'm, uh, of course, there's some feels to be had. Uh, Alonzo. Uh, my big feel was the fact that Ben Falcone is not in this movie, and I was rather <laughs> delighted by that. Ben Falcone is married to Melissa McCarthy. He's a funny guy. She is a funny performer. But together, no. ever, everything they've done together since Bridesmaids, either he's directing her in some of her worst movies or he pops up in weird cameo appearances in her movies. And it's always just like, y'all are great. Please work separately. And so the fact that like Mark Marin played the doorman and not Ben Falcone, I thought was a real sign of growth here. And, and just on that note, like the deep bench of character actors here was so fun. Like Danae Benton, I don't know if y'all watched The Gilded Age. I had never seen her not wearing like a bustle and a bonnet. So I didn't took me a minute to recognize her because she's in that show that's like very late 19th century. Um, Lashans is her grandmother, Broadway legend. Uh, uh, you've got two of the of the very few amount of black women who've ever been regular cast members on Saturday Night Live. You right. get two of them in the same scene, Ego Wodum playing the daughter of Ellen Cleghorn. Yeah. Um, Luis Guzman, Alan Cumming, like, bam, 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 really just like a, a, I, I love when, uh, if you're going to spend this kind of money on a movie and you're going to chintz out on the special effects, which, let's face it, Ooh, they do, holy uh, at, least, at least let's have some checks for some great, like, you know, New York actors that you could get in there. So that was my feel, was just like seeing who else was going to pop up in this thing. Yeah, my, I mean, my feel was uh, obviously New York Christmas time. I thought the day that they spent out in the city uh, was was really nice, just for my Christmas heart. But I also thought Mark Maron was delightful in this movie. Yes, and uh, really liked the scenes that he was in, and uh, wasn't trying to do too much. And it was just, it was perfect. I loved like, that. Yeah, I mine, loved it. my feels literally says Mark Maron, no Ben Falcone feels. It legitimately. <laughs> You can't make that up. It says that. Also, Egon Wodum is wonderful in this movie, but Mark Marin, who clearly is there as a favor, like he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll come do your thing. You know what I mean? Like Mark Marin's not that he's he's not a guy that like is probably out there trying to get roles. This is probably yeah. like a I'm doing this movie around the corner, and I'm friends with Melissa McCarthy. Like I'll just come and do this for a day or whatever. And he seems to just not like be doing it Mark Marin style. Like he's very like, and I, and I remember like he does a voice in the bad guys, a uh, uh, cartoon uh, uh, movie that my kids love. And like, I feel like we might need more of him in movies, which I never thought I would say, but I, I felt like he was fun. Go ahead. He's, he's done some indie work. Uh, he, he did a couple films with the late Lynn Shelton. I know. So he does pop up in things and he's also really good in that, um, that Netflix show uh, glow. Oh yeah, he is good in glow. That's right. Yeah. It's like the skeevy manager, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. This was the only thing I had seen him acting, and I've of course heard his podcast, and that's how I know him. But I, I thought he was. Well, if you listen solid. to him on his podcast, you would be he, he. It sounds like he would be fine never doing like never doing it. Like he, you know, that's just his his thing. Uh, but him being in that role was fun. I thought the scene with the family, especially Egan Wodum, and that whole like I wish you'd go to hell thing was really really funny, and the way she played it was great. So yeah, that. That stuff worked for me better than really anything else. 
Uh, it's time for uh, us to take a break. We'll come back with the wait what and. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Back to home, man. <laughs> Where'd Brand go? Hi! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're back. We're talking we about the, enti- the entirety of your back. Yeah. <laughs> like just the whole blue shirt. But like did it look good? Fire, but you can, you can blue screen that out, right? Blue you screen. can. Brand, that was your second really great hiding prank of today. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Not yeah. as good as the first we one. We were all going out to lunch yeah, or something. The first one was really good. You guys all we decided scared, to hide right? from me so and good. scare me. He was so scared. And I saw it he the like whole way to the car. Yeah. He was a little baby yeah, boy. He fell right down on the ground. You cried. You need to cry, Daniel. You need to cry. You need the ambulance. Uh, when I listen, I I bring up Bruce Willis as the kid uh, all the time. Yeah, you and me. Yes, we just talk right. about it. I'm not a huge fan of the movie, but no, I do talk about it with you. I'm not either. Okay. <laughs> but I do love that line. Anyway, hmm, what are we talking about? Oh, wait, Genie. Yes, that's right. uh, we're talking about Genie, and uh, it's time for the wait. What? It's where we talk about what in this movie is go wait. What? And I'm gonna rub my lamp and wish that Alonzo would go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with the hey, usual caveat that, that you get whatever you want, uh, with the usual caveat that, uh, you know, movies that are about magic, it's so you hard. know, you, yeah. you, it's, you, there's not a lot of logical leaps, but yeah, the time travel one is a big one. Like you, if you lay a rule down, you really have to yes. follow it or, or have some excuse not to. And that just felt, uh, uh, cheap. Um, so yeah, mine really all kind of came at the end. So when he when he finally you know he uses a second wish to get them into the the great crowded restaurant for the daughter's birthday, and you see them ordering their dinner, and he gives his order, and then the wife gives her, and I'm like, Mm-mm. No. no, no, no waiter is going to take the man's order no, first. He's always going to start with the lady. Gosh, uh, he might even start with the young lady, but he's not going to start with ingrained the in me Just, from a young child to never literally like when I was out to eat. Like my mom yes. had to order, like literally, of like it's, I've tried to somewhat unteach myself that in just normal circumstances because it just is like this thing that is, but is going to happen. Like it's just yes. going to happen. So if this is a no, schmancy ahead, restaurant Aaron, that's too cool to have, I was just going to back you up, Dan. When we go out to eat, you always, I always look at Aaron like yeah. you know we're all out to eat, and I'm always like, right. they come over, and I'm always like. You? Like it is yeah. just a very just like just like riding a bike. Oh yeah, yeah. no, Dan's always like uh, the lady will have the yeah, spaghetti order, carbonara for and the mountain females Dew. that eat. That's true. I always <laughs> yeah. I don't ask Aaron what she wants. I just order for her. Yeah, I've tried many new things because Dan's just like That's this right. is what you're gonna. This get is what you're ordering today. <laughs> Here you go. And you're gonna like it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So if this place is too schmancy to have peanut butter sandwiches and cherry ice cream on their menu, I think they're gonna be fancy enough to ask. Correct. The missus what she's having, uh, and then yeah, just at the end, the fact that like three months go by and they're both just sitting on the sofa chilling out. I'm like, does anyone have a job? You know, it's, it, it's <laughs> that was very my immediate thought. It was, was they're sitting around like, look how much better life is without work. <laughs> they're sitting around like ever since you quit your job, this apartment just feels like it's filled with more life. Yeah, like I thought you know, they'd be on the sofa and I thought maybe the camera's going to pull out and they were like under the Triborough Bridge, you yeah. know. But no, they're still in the apartment. So. It's unbelievable, man. 
Uh, I only have a couple. One, I guess this specific AMC theater only plays Tom Cruise movies yeah. because it's it's playing both Mission Impossible and Top Gun. Top Gun, uh, the original, not Maverick. The it's original. Just, uh, yeah. It's Tom Cruise week. We'll play a different one every week, which is great for her, seeing as how she loves them, uh, which was a really funny bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I did get a good chuckle at that. And uh, two, to everyone's point about... Uh, this movie is really hard on people that you know have to work. They are on a magic carpet and oh. they are riding around New they're York City. Screen is what they're and on. <laughs> when you have this opportunity to be on magic carpet, he decides I am going to make a on a post a poster board. I'm going to write "Go home, it's Christmas." <laughs> Yes. And go up to people's windows that are working and show them the sign and, sh- and shame them. And like, man, hey, gang, let's heckle the wage slave. Like, bro, you don't know their situation. Maybe they don't have a family. Maybe this time of year, it's really hard on them. And they just want to be at the office and just try to focus on this thing. You don't know their situation. No. So maybe go, they're Jewish. Maybe, you know? yes, like, so on. many different reasons. And so uh, go heckle that guy's boss who made him stay <laughs> yes, in the office. Yeah. Absolutely. Not this poor guy that we we don't know what he's gone through why he's working when he's working and to have the one opportunity to do the thing that as kids when we see a lad and we're like magic carpet can you believe it to go i'd like to uh uh, (laughs) window to window go window to window working and tell them that work sucks (laughs) i know drag the proletariat (laughs) uh dan oh wait wait wait. i have one more go ahead i just thought of this if he goes back and undoes everything, here it is. That means the Bowery mission is not getting a hundred million dollars. Correct. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's on my list, but you're right. The giant. Oh, sorry, check I didn't for mean che- to... No, 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 no. It's a great one. I got others. <laughs> yeah, he undid a lot of good there. Um, which in any time travel movie, just going back and getting a do-over and it working the first time, has that ever happened in the history of time travel movies? Where it's just like, I need a do-over. Oh, it worked this time. Great. That's all we need. Look, Dave just watched all three seasons of La Brea. uh, (laughs) And apparently, like, everything we know about time travel is wrong. You can go back to the Stone Age and build a skyscraper, and it's not going to affect history at all. Wow. Now I I have to go and watch this because... No, you don't. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. I don't. Um, Let's talk more about the magic carpet, shall we? Uh, It is him the genie and his daughter and the daughter falls asleep on that magic carpet. No. How how long have you been flying around days? If my seven-year-olds were on a magic carpet, it would take literal years. They would break all boundary of psychology. Their brains would function at a level you've never seen before. They would stay awake for day. Magic carpet? They'd stay awake for days on end. Not enough melatonin in the world. This girl's in the back like, seat of the magic carpet, yeah, and then they just go right to yeah, This girl's, she's on a magic carpet for a half hour. She's like, all right. Feel like, I feel like we've done this. I've seen I'm gonna it. have to. It's past my. Once, once you've sorted around New York City on a magic yeah. carpet for five yeah, minutes, yeah. you've seen it all. Yeah, you've seen it all. <laughs> um, I do. Big I, Apple, small city. I was, I was appalled, <laughs> appalled that this guy gets a genie with unlimited wishes. He goes to his wife and kid one time. She says to leave, and he's like, "Well, 
I guess it's free time hullabaloo in New Let's York. Let's go shopping. <laughs> he literally tries one time, and then for the next 30 minutes of the movie, he's like, you want to see the Big Apple? You and he also he also tried <laughs> one time with no plan. With no plan. <laughs> like, it and, was, uh, can you get me to them? And, and then it's like, I, look, I did all I could do. You've got to see the Rockefeller tree. I know it's been 2,000 years. You've got to see the tree, and we got to go shopping, and we got to go see Santa, and we got to learn. Like, that was the biggest, like, if you have unlimited wishes, like, you're, like, on it. Like, you're just, like, money this, uh, material that. How do I get my kid back? And I thought it was going to be this, let me buy him all this stuff. That doesn't right. work. Let me uh, buy him a house. That doesn't work. Oh, it's just me. It's not about the wishes. Not this movie. Not this movie no. at all. It still was about the gift at the end. He got the, the dollhouse for her. It's ridiculous. Um, not as big of a dollhouse, true. though. True, 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 true. It's not the size um, of the dollhouse that matters. <laughs> Not one that dwarfs his child. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's not a room. That's the, um, that's what that was the lesson. We did find out. This I is, do need to get her a dollhouse. <laughs> possibly a normal one will do. But yeah, one that fits on the scooter. Yeah, Let's right. not get crazy. While snowing, it's not going to get ruined. I promise. Um, uh, speaking of which, I do love that uh, a stuffed bear falls off the scooter, but a big dollhouse, dollhouse. He's doesn't it under one arm it's well, secured by the same do-over. straps he, he gets a do- bungee cord it's a do-over <laughs> it's a do-over it's a do-over everything works on a do-over we know that uh two more quick ones one we did uh find out that this happens in the original movie which is probably why it's in here but it is nonetheless jarring when with 10 minutes or less left in this movie Jeannie drops the bomb that they just are friends with Jesus Christ. <laughs> they just casually throw out, well, you know, like my boy J- JC. And then they proceed to kind of sort of quote a Bible verse in this movie, in this Richard Curtis Jeannie Christmas movie. They have the gall to bring Jesus and Bible verses to the table with 10 minutes left for literally no reason aside from to bring Melissa McCarthy to tears. It is one of the weirder scenes I think I've ever seen in a Christmas movie. It was pretty wild. This movie acknowledges the divinity of Jesus and the existence of hell. I don't know what you people want. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was You're just, right. It's like we just we just are trying to come. It's like almost like Christians are complaining for no reason. Uh, it's got to be your, you know, interpretation, right. yeah. translation, yeah. or right. go yeah. away. Uh, I will fine. say this is now the second best Angel Studios movie I've seen. So it's, 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 it's <laughs> behind that Jim Caviezel one, of course. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I got to put Palaha at one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to. Yes. Uh, you better. I yeah, got you better. It. You better. That's why we don't rank these movies. Uh, <laughs> th- uh, that's why I'm not a big list guy, and I've said that for years. Right, Alonzo? Oh, no, yeah, uh, always, uh, always. One more. At the end of the movie, Mark Marin, I guess, is now in love with Jeannie, and they run pizza oh, no. parlor down the street. Um, and they, they, the way we find that out is, is that their husband and wife are sitting around in their fully furnished, ginormous Manhattan apartment with no jobs, laughing at how great life is. And he's like, she's like, maybe we should order out for dinner. And he's like, yeah. And she says, maybe we shouldn't do pizza again. And then he says, but it's the best pizza in the world. And she goes, you're right. Get the pizza. I've never seen that 180 before ever in my life. My wife and I have talked about eating food. I don't know, for 23 years we've been together. I've never heard her say, maybe we shouldn't do sushi, and then me go, but it's really good sushi, and her go, yeah, no, 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 I'm sold. I've I've talked into it. It was a very weird 180 for me, and it didn't match my life at all. So there you have it. (laughs) Uh, It's time for um, peak. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> peekaboo? Uh, I don't peek-a-boo. know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with peekaboo. Uh, it's where we wonder. Peacock in the summer of balls. It's <laughs> <laughs> good as good as anything else. Uh, basically, all we want to know is: Are there any questions that we would like still answered? Uh, Alonzo, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I, I did find myself thinking that the notion of Tom Cruise having a genie would be a very terrifying thing, and I'm really glad the movie didn't go there. <laughs> More than fair. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I would... Uh, Give me Scientology for all for 500. Um, I... Uh, a, a, a thing happens in this in this movie, and it's possible that they do explain it, and I missed it, but unlimited wishes... Then he wishes that she doesn't have to be a genie anymore. And then she says, okay, we all know what that means. Three more wishes. Uh, what, what happens to her? Like when, when's her job done? If someone doesn't wish for her to not be a genie anymore, when does, when would she go have gone back into the antique box? Had he not made that wish? If there are unlimited wishes, we all know like in Aladdin three wishes. And after the third, you're done, so. Yeah. But in this one, it's unlimited wishes, which would lead me to believe that if I, if it was my prerogative, I could have this genie for my whole life. And then if when I die, does genie go yeah, back how in does box? The genie go back in the do, box? Do they explain that, Alonzo? No, that is a very good question, and I was sort of thinking about it and then not thinking about it, but now that you bring it up, yeah, they do not answer that, and it's like, what even happens, like. <laughs> Yeah, because you think, well, okay, then if she outlives the person, but then like, well, then would the person wish for immortality? And then, ah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. that that's well, a yeah, that is I a mean, that is a a, a a theological question. This movie dares right. not because you could like, if you can't wish to live forever, you could wish that. Um, hey, like if I know I'm getting ready to die or I'm close, I'd be like, Hey, kid, uh, I would like for my, to pass my wishes now to my, my child. Oh, so yeah. like you could just keep that train going and sure. Uh, I, wish, I wish that they had unlimited. I wishes. wish. Yes. <laughs> I wish that they also, um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, like that's the unlimited wishes thing is, is great and wonderful, but it leads you to a lot of questions. Uh, yeah. And pairing unlimited wishes with the, the aforementioned late stage capitalism that Alonzo has talked about <laughs> is just a terrible pairing <laughs> for this guy to be like, you don't have to work. Like, come on, you can just have it. If you just gave it, like, it's just, a, it's just awful. Yeah. Um, like w- wish for a trust fund. That's you right. Know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, my mine was more not my wish. My peacock my and balls wish was the the uh, for you. Uh, no, I'm not going to go further. <laughs> go. But I do I, my quest. My question about the wishes is, at what is the proximity and volume to which he has to say a wish near her for it to work? Because the whole thing in the prison doesn't make a lot of sense to me. He's there, she's there, and then he yells a wish out, but then it doesn't help right away. Then she like. When she realizes what she has to do, she does it. But he's got to yell it into the loudspeaker. Yeah, like, but I think earlier in the movie, when she's at the uh, at the uh, whatever, and she sets up that romantic date for he and his ex wife or mm. you know, separated wife, she just comes back. She just literally he doesn't wish her back. Like she just comes back into that room. She can do whatever. She can travel wherever she wants without him wishing it. Correct. Like. In that scene, he's done with his date. She just pops back in. She's just like, boom, I'm here. I better be gone. Mm. Boom, I'm gone. If that's the case, why is she stuck in a holding cell? Just, I'm out of there. 
Like uh, for the for the same reason that you can't time travel until you can time can't travel. Ta- fair, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I figured that might be the answer. Brand, we did it, everybody. Yeah, Congratulations. We uh, we're ha- we're having a great time going through these movies from twenty twenty three. We've seen some good ones. We've seen some bad ones. Let's find out what next week's will be because we're heading over to a movie that originally dropped on Pluto. It's called a Christmas. Family Secrets. Ooh. I believe it is now on uh, basically every VOD platform, but it was originally a, a, a Pluto, Pluto acquisition. And last year, we went to Pluto and we had a Karen Christmas, which wasn't... Wasn't terrible. Wasn't awful. Yeah. So uh, Christmas Karen. Christmas yeah. Karen, yes. Karen Christmas. Uh, we'll, f- we'll find out what happens next week. Until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas! Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Grant. Wrong. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. is produced by Aaron Shea. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on the Deck the Hallmark family, you can go to bramblejamplus.com. Deck the Hallmark is presented by Philo TV. For a free trial of Philo, go to philo.tv slash DTH. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here in the old studio. Thanks for listening or don't listen. It's really up to you at this point. It's at the end of the show. I mean, you're listening to me. Hi. But here they come. I promise they're coming. Yep. Here they are. Happy day.